episode 143. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? How's it going? Good, good. Very tired. Very, <laughs> very yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. Very long week last week, and now it just tied into another long week, so it's college moving for my company, and I had, a, I had the CEO in my store last week, so that's been fun. Yeah, it sounds busy, and I'm still getting into the flow of my new job. It's definitely been like a fun summer for me and Dave trying to <laughs> rebalance like work life and obviously podcast life. Uh, we're we're getting there. We're getting. We need to figure something out by September when like video games release. Yeah, uh, I think there's video games releasing starting in September. It's hard to tell uh, what's going on now, but I'm pretty sure stuff's coming yeah. out soon. Like the last ten days, like moving my daughter into her dorms, the CEO in my store, helping out at the other college store, getting Owen ready to go back to school, getting Angela ready to kind of ready to go back to school, but school work for her, you know. So it's like just there's month of August is just crazy for in general. Thankfully, there's not a ton of stuff out right now that's drawing my attention, <laughs> but it's just because it's just come home and watch TV and you know nap, <laughs> so. All right, uh, we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that podcast that posts every Thursday on podcast services. If you could leave us a review on any of those services, if you're able to, that is super, super helpful. Uh, we also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming. We are live now. Typically, it's Monday night or Tuesday night. Um, like I said, twitch.tv digital slash digitaldaysgaming. Uh, you can follow us there. That's free. You can subscribe to us if you choose to. That's $5. You can link your Twitch account with your Amazon account and get Prime Gaming. Get a bunch of cool free stuff, whether it's uh, anything lately. There's been skins and early access to stuff and um, you know, game, free games on Twitch stuff, on, on Prime Gaming. But the, the biggest benefit you have for that is that you do get a free subscription to a streamer of your choice. Uh, if that's us, that's great. Um, if you're continuing to do that, that's awesome. Please check that it's not expired. It does not auto-renew. So, And again, we don't have to be live. If you're listening to the audio version of this and it's a Friday afternoon, you're driving home from work, um, and you're maybe stuck at a traffic light, open your Twitch app up and just search for us and click subscribe. If you know, just check it out. We don't have to be live for you to do it. You don't have to be, um, in your car to do it either. So, uh, any of that stuff is always super helpful. All the other links to join in and hang out with the community are in the show notes. Uh, Twitch is there. Discord's there. Facebook's there. Twitter's there. Patreon's there. Teesprings is there. Everything's there. So please feel free to check those out. And as always, following is free. Sharing is free. And uh, Patreon or Twitch subscribing does have a cost. And if you're able to do that, that is super, super helpful. So thank you guys for that. Um, I think it's going to be a light week this week. So we're going to throw it into some news real quick. Yeah, uh, gaming news is uh, kind of slowed down. I mean, it'll pick up next week since we have Gamescom happening, I believe. I believe uh, One Night Live or whatever jeff Keeley's gamescom show is uh that is next week so everything's kind of chill right now uh but we did get word that disney and marvel are going to be holding their first game showcase on september 9th and this will be a showcase that will cover marvel games disney games pixar games and star wars games so disney's dreamlight valley marvel's midnight suns lego star wars the skywalker saga will all be there uh, in some form, either uh, to show off in new footage in terms of Disney's Dreamlight, Valley, and Midnight Suns. And then I guess there might be some DLC coming to Skywalker Saga, potentially. And then uh, the big thing is, uh, it is being reported that the new Amy Hennig Marvel game will be revealed there 
don't know what capacity that is going to end up looking like in terms of like, hey, are we going to get a trailer? Are we just going to get like Amy Hennig just talking about like what character is going to be covered and what the story might unfold? Uh, we don't know yet, uh, but that has been reported that it is going to finally be there and that's something dave can scratch off his list of like projects he's wondering about yeah uh, that was probably announced too soon we'll finally have an answer uh but this is kind of cool that uh we're gonna get a marvel showcase this is taking place during d23 which is like the big disney Mm -hmm. uh uh, like fan convention so a lot of exciting things are going to be happening uh, that weekend because it's usually where Disney announces like new theme park rides. And it seems like every year they announce a new Marvel ride or a new Star Wars ride. Uh, so including games in this is the showing that like Disney is committed to to doing this stuff. Uh, and do you think we, s- we see Ubi- Ubisoft's is it Ubisoft or is it Bethesda? Yeah. Think, no, the Indiana Jones game. I can see that, yeah, because it is. Uh, they did say Lucas Films will yeah, be there. Is that? Um, I'm sorry, who's making? Is that Bethesda? Yeah, it's Bethesda's publishing it, but it's going to be Machine Head Games, the developer. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. remember. They did well, mention Lucas Film. So. They don't have Avatar, right? No. Uh, technically, they do because they own 20th Century Fox, yeah. and they did put in a press release 20th Century Fox games will be there, but they didn't yeah. say Ubisoft. And then, um, do you think that we get another release date for Midnight Suns to, on this day? I don't. I think now we're at the point where Midnight Suns will not get a release date until maybe like a three months out to a release. So if the game's coming out January, maybe yeah. we get a release date. But I, I think it'd be too dangerous for them to put another date out there. We're getting really close. I mean, I know, like, I'm, I'm half joking, but I'm also half serious about my 90-day thing. Like, that's very important to me. We're getting very close to the end of August, and therefore that means we're getting very close to the 90 days from Thanksgiving. Um, and I think releasing a game in the month of December is suicide. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to know, I feel like we're going to know, like, we might get a couple sleeper, th- like, small things, like, maybe during the September 9th event from Disney. Like, we might get a small independent game that comes out in October or November that we hadn't heard about or only heard a little bit about. Um, but uh, we're pretty much getting to the point where we're, when we hit Labor Day, like we know what the rest of the year's lineup's going to be. And, it, and, you know, and it's, and it, including delays, like I don't expect to hear anything like in September, October be delayed that was supposed to come out in November. Um, yeah. similar, similar to like Hogwarts Legacy just came out and said, you know, they they had they never gave a date, so but they always said 2022, and now they're saying like February, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So like, and, you know, it's and they they've not necessarily ran away, but I mean, it's looking very very easy slam dunkish for God of War right now, if if God of War holds their date, which I think they will. So yeah, especially in terms of like the sales. Like it's yeah. going to be competing against Modern Warfare 2 this holiday, and that's it. Game of the year, I think. Like Elden Ring will still have that locked up, just because that's that's where media <laughs> is. Accessibility gets into it too, though. Though, like people, not with the media that are no, voting. No, I know, for but playing stuff, the game, so. like if they if they finish this, what was supposed to be a trilogy, they finish this in two games, which we're we're led to believe they are. And there's a really cool like bow tied onto this onto this Kratos Atreus story, like. It could do it. It could it could push Elden Ring out. 
Yeah, it, I, I do believe if there's anything that can push Elden Ring out, it is going to be God of War. Though I, I worry that there already might be a, a slant against God of War since they said, like, we're combining the yeah. two games into one to where either the response oh, is going to be... felt rushed. It felt rushed or it was too drawn uh, Drug, uh, dragged out, drawn, drawn and, out yeah. this could yeah, have been two out. 10 hour games instead of one 25 hour game yeah it's where i feel like they put themselves in a corner that if they don't execute on every yeah. aspect of the I game see, i could see uh, that it's gonna sure, be held yeah. against them uh, which, which is a shame that 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 could potentially happen but yeah we're, we're looking at like if, if if you're sony santa monica your playstation you're looking at god of war like there's no competition unless modern warfare 2 like has Somehow. an amazing campaign, like uh, just uh, like yeah. d- puts their campaign on steroids. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, and the multiplayer is like as good as the Modern Warfare One's multiplayer was. That that feels like it's the only competition because you have a lot of games that are coming out this year that are just kind of coming out. Like I, I'm pretty sure I, I asked you out last week and I didn't look it up. I'm like I'm pretty sure Saints Row is this week, and yeah. it's like uh, okay. And Gotham, I, the more they, sh- at this point in time, I just want them to stop showing Gotham Knights and just release the game. Because the more they show, like, the the less I get geeked about. <laughs> so, yeah, they just released, what, like, the first 15 minutes? Like Red Hood minutes trailer or something. I, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think I heard, I don't, I didn't see the first 15 minutes. But I think I'm still going to have fun playing that game. Like, when you play it and you're playing it with a friend, you're going to have playing that, fun playing that game. But I don't think it's going to have a storytelling level of the other Arkham games. Oh, I, I think that's almost a guarantee. Like, it's going to have to survive just on, like, you and your buddies bullshitting while playing yeah. <laughs> the game. Like, most co-op games uh, kind of get a, a free pass on, like, story for, you know, being fun to bullshit with people. But, yeah, uh, Disney, like, is showing that they're committed to, you know, giving the games a try. Uh, to your point, yeah, I, I didn't even think of, like, the Indiana Jones game could totally show up. It's been, like, a, a year, two years since that was announced, so... I feel like we'd get, we'd get even if we just get a, a teaser trailer with, like, Indiana Jones colon the story of whatever, you know. Like, yeah, just a, a shot of, like, are we getting, like, young indie, old indie, right. like, just a character model would probably like, go a long way. Give a, give a voice actor so the internet can lose its mind and say it's not Harrison Ford and get pissed off. Man, I, it's funny though because that's gonna happen. People, but what if it is off. Harrison Ford? <laughs> then the game's gonna probably be bad because he just like doesn't kind of give a shit anymore. So that voice yeah. acting is going to be very phoned in. <laughs> like Harrison Ford's probably at the point where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna record this in my bathroom. Like, yeah. just send me a microphone." I, I, I now I'm a little bit more excited because I'm just like, okay, like. You know, I was excited for the Amy Hennig thing because I want to know, like, what you're going to attach, like, what character is Amy Hennig going to write? Do they have enough control? Um, and I, I guess they, I mean, they own, you know, the IPs and stuff like that. But, like, is this where we see, like, a trailer for Fallen Order 2 as well? Um, yeah, they did e- say, yeah, no, they they did say that they are going to have Lucasfilm games, so technically... Right. Yeah, I just that didn't know if, e- if EA's like, no, you're not showing our game at your event. <laughs> I I would imagine, because uh, D23 is a huge thing yeah, for yeah. Disney and Star Wars people, that I'm sure EA is, like, fine with being like, here's an extended trailer right. or something. I don't think EA would be like, hey, we're going to do a big gameplay reveal here. 
I think give yeah, something. or EA releases the trailer like on the September eighth and says, "Look, you know, tune in, tune into D twenty three for more tomorrow or something." Yeah, or or the the reverse of that of like D twenty three has exclusive trailer and then at yeah. the end of it it's like uh, gameplay next week on Twitch TV slash respawn. I I could see see that. Uh, I I'm just so curious about like what Amy Hennig's going to be, what character they're going to cover. How long has she been working on it? I want to say like two or three years. Like I, or like I want to say so we should see a trailer then, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, I want to say there okay. was announced sometime last year. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I'm also pandemic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Years, me, time means nothing, so it's kind of hard to remember off the top of my head. I mean, technically, our show is not three years old. Yeah, so <laughs> we know it was within that time frame of 142 yeah. episodes. <laughs> I, I I just can't imagine what character because like. We already know EA is doing a Black Panther game. Yeah. Guardians was just done. Avengers was just done. Insomniac has Spider-Man and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I don't see her doing a Deadpool game, especially Activision just got done with Deadpool a couple years ago. Uh, Ultimate Alliance was just that happened two, three years ago as well. Like, I don't know if they're going to just go with like an obscure. And then you have the, all the Midnight Suns characters. Is it Captain America? I don't know, because like, Captain America is going to be Midnight it, Suns. Yeah, or is it um, Falcon? You know, like is it? I, I guess you could do like. Is a she really going to write story? a cool narrative of of you know Captain of uh, his name is completely escaping me right now, <laughs> but giving it to Sam, like is that yeah, a, is that a, is that a whole story arc that you play you give off in a video game and, and I could more, totally more character see building. a Winter Soldier Falcon game from Amy Hennig would probably be really good. Because, mm-hmm. like, I would imagine Disney is still going to be in the, the mindset of, like, you're only making games about characters that we're going to make a movie on eventually. Or a so really... Can- I would love a really cool, like... As dumb as this sounds, because for, for whatever reason, even though I didn't like the last movie as much, but, like, I want a Thor game of him as, like, 17 to 22 years old in, like, my mind. You know, like a teenager yeah. Thor. Yeah, that would be interesting, especially because, like, we were supposed to kind of get that in the first Thor movie of, like, oh, he's just kind of, yeah. like, a dumbass who just doesn't care about his powers. Like, he just learns how to use his hammer, and he's still, like, you, like you're still trying to, like, use it and still breaking stuff inadvertently as you're getting comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I also would love a Fantastic Four game, but I feel like if you do that, you're going to want a co-op yeah. experience. And I don't think Amy Henning wants, Amy, Amy Henning likes to tell linear narrative-driven stories. Yeah, and, and that's the problem I'm having of just, like, what character would work that probably has a movie lined up because that's how Disney likes to operate. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, like, a lot uh, of the characters are already tied up. So. A Miss Marvel game? Like... <laughs> or, I mean, or, that or could be... Captain no, Marvel. Because, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, what? yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, because like, Miss Marvel was just yeah, in yeah, Avengers. Yeah. So. No, but, like, Captain Marvel, like... After the events of the of the first movie, in between the first and the second movie, like why is she where she is, what she's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if they want to like tie it into any of the movies, or if Disney just is like, you don't have to tie it into the movies, but you have to use a character that's in a movie, yeah, and then go from there. Or, or honestly, what I would really want is a Daredevil game. Mm-hmm. I think Amy Henna could do a really good Daredevil game. It would be single player. It would be linear. You could do cool things with the combat. Uh, and the visuals of that game that could work really well 
Uh, a Luke Cage game could be pretty easy to make in terms of, like, he's a super strong, so you don't have to do any crazy visuals. It's just, like, Luke Cage just beating the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a ton of possibilities uh, that could be done, and I hope I'm not going to be disappointed, and it's just <laughs> going to be like, hey, here's, even though I like Deadpool, here's a Deadpool game. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want that. No, I, I want something interesting. Give me a Squirrel Girl game, damn it. Give me that. Well, hell, that's that squirrel holding that hand that pistol or whatever broke the internet <laughs> i mean that's that's going to be the closest i'm going to get to a squirrel girl yeah. game i think all right uh next story uh this is something i kind of forgot was happening uh thq nordic uh did a digital show a digital showcase uh last week pretty good presentation i think it was around like 45 minutes a uh, ton of different stuff was announced there i believe they showcased about 14 games I'm only going to go with the highlights that uh, me and Dave would recognize because some of the stuff was kind of like, hey, here's like a strategy game and here's another strategy game. And that's not really our cup of tea. Uh, but we got a trailer for Outcast 2, A New Beginning. So Outcast, uh, this is a sequel to a game, I think, that came out in like the early 90s or mid 90s. Uh, there was a remake uh, for this game that came out, I want to say four years ago uh that was it was decent uh it was a decent remake of a vr the game, original wasn't it? game no 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 yeah you're thinking of there's a different game called outcast okay uh, but this is this is like an open world okay. uh i think it was it was an open world action game that like was before gta 3 mm, uh okay. but gta 3 was just so big that it overshadowed anything else uh but outcast 2 looks pretty good it looks significantly better uh than the the remake that happened a couple years ago uh specifically i noticed uh the main character looks a little less like nathan drake that was like a big criticism when they remastered the game or remade the game is it's just like oh shit they just made him nathan drake uh looks like they took some of that criticism readjusted to space so he looks more original than like nathan drake in space uh other things there was uh, AUW Fight Forever. Uh, they showed a little bit of that. It, it it is definitely going for like the throwback N sixty four visual style. Like it's not like super realistic like the WWE games. Uh, they're going for more arcadey, simple controls uh, with a bunch of like mini games in there. Uh, which wrestling internet uh, seems to have like short term memory, uh, but mini games were kind of something back from like the ps1 n64 and all the way up until like the ps2 wwe games had mini games uh so aw fight forever looks pretty good i believe it's due this year we'll see what happens in that uh but looks pretty it looks fun uh and it just looks different uh and then they showed like a new spongebob game so the people that remastered the last spongebob game are making a new one it's called Cosmic Shake. Uh, looks pretty entertaining. Uh, I pretty only put this in there because SpongeBobby. <laughs> Spon- yeah, yeah, it looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a 3D platformer coming to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, uh, and it's just basically SpongeBob traveling through time and space, I believe. So you know, everyone's doing the multiverse sort of shit. Uh, so so is SpongeBob now. Uh, I guess the biggest news that came out of this was after the presentation was over, they teased 
a new game coming from the South Park Studios. And I guess now they are partnered with South Park. So we'll probably it's get another South Park RPG. The licensing for them seems to bounce every three or four years to somebody. Yeah, yeah, because it was what? Uh, Ubisoft for a little while. Ubisoft. Somebody else before the, that, I feel like. Like Stick of Truth. Yeah, because Ubisoft I, made two. Stick of Truth yeah, and so something else. Obsidian yeah. made the first one yeah. with Ubisoft. And then Ubisoft took the second one internally yeah. and like dropped Obsidian. And then now THQ Nordic is going to be doing it. And I just don't know uh, who's going to be working on it. I know South Park Studios is like a studio now, but I don't know exactly what that means in terms yeah. of relation to the other games that we've seen. So for me but, personally, at the end of like a, the, no no continuation of Darksiders at all, uh, from a THQ standpoint of what probably my highest rated IP that THQ owns of the ones that I'm aware of, um, <laughs> is is Darksiders. Um, I did find out and I missed this somehow. I'm not really sure how I missed it. Airship Syndicate, the company that had done Darksiders one and two and Genesis, mm-hmm. um, is doing is partnering with the Play Warframe developers. And they are making what appears to be a like games as a service or or an MMO um, mm-hmm. that potentially could have Dark Sider style combat. I, Airship Syndicate's done more, like they've done Battle Chaser, or um, they've done some other games that are you know pretty good that a lot of people have, have enjoyed. But like, if the potential for a Dark Sider style game combat within an MMO looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I did forget to mention uh, there is a Alone in the Dark reboot that was announced okay. by THQ Nordic. Uh, Alone in the Dark, um, this is when people get mad. Uh, I believe that started on like the PS3 360 era, or at least that's the Alone in the oh, Dark shit. that I'm familiar Josh with. Off now. I know, he's going to be like, it's a famous PC engine game or some it's, shit. It's, 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 uh, a, it's an expansion to Pong. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, I just remember the cover, uh, the PS3 cover for Alone in the Dark, yeah. but this is like a reimagining of the series, uh, so fresh take on it. Looked pretty interesting. Uh, the studio that's working on it, they it's like, uh, it's like Pieces Interactive, and they have people from Amnesia, Soma, and Evolve, Pacific Rim working on the game. Looks interesting. THQ Nordic, I'll give them credit, like, of the presentations we've seen, this is a pretty diverse selection of games with varying degrees of, I don't want to say quality because that sounds mean, but mm-hmm. there's definitely like, hey, here's our AA game and here here are our AAA games. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate that they're, they're doing that towards us, like, Alone in the Dark. Looks like they're putting a lot of money behind it. And you look at SpongeBob and you're like, they're putting the right amount of money <laughs> that they right. need to put into a SpongeBob game. Uh, and then everything else, uh, you know, they, they had racing games, RPGs, strategy games, a wrestling game. They, they, they have like a very good library. And of the Embracer group, this is only THQ Nordic. So right. th- there's there's a lot more that the parent company has. And I'm going to be fascinated to see how embracer group starts to present themselves uh in terms of like their different yeah it's, it's super it's super interesting that they're just letting thq nordic like do their own mm-hmm. you know still still be thq nordic versus like 
we're going to do an embracer presentation and it's two hours and it's a lot it's 100 or it's 12 14 games now it's like okay here's thq here in in two months here's somebody else in six weeks here's somebody else you know Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see if that plays out so yeah it's definitely the right way to do it like thq nordic alone uh i believe they showed 14 games and then they said like we have like 25 unannounced games still coming yeah and, and so THQ Nordic is pretty busy, uh, but I kind of like the direction they're going. And this is the thing that we've been wanting to see of just like, what is THQ Nordic going to do with all the IPs they've been acquiring the last couple years? And we finally got an answer of like, yeah, they're making new games they're remastering games. Uh, but now it seems like they're leaning definitely more into like, we're making new games. We're rebooting things. We're, we're, we're not just remaking and remastering the IPs that we acquired. So uh, good for uh, THQ Nordic on that. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, we're going to talk about something that uh, you had brought up just a little bit last week. Cause we were just starting to get the, the new story yeah. happen. Uh, but currently Xbox and PlayStation seem to be kind of having like a, a battle of words in Brazil. So right now Xbox, Microsoft have to go from like country to country and get approval for their acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And right now, it seems like Brazil is like the more contested area. Every other country seems to be pretty much like, cool, whatever, cool, whatever. Uh, But Brazil, I don't know if that means like the Sony uh, South American team is like a little bit more aggressive in some of these things compared to like the North American European team. But PlayStation basically came out during this and said uh, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard is anti-competitive. Microsoft refuted that, pointing out that other third-party companies are okay with the deal. PlayStation is the only company that is against this deal taking place. And then Xbox separately said that it wouldn't make financial sense to make Call of Duty exclusive. As far as they're concerned, they would be leaving money on the table if they would make it exclusive and they are fully well aware of that which they've been saying whether we like it or don't like it they've been saying it since this merger or this purchase was kind of announced yeah i that, just that they, i still think that it's going to be on game pass and there's going to be like you know one week or one month exclusive content to maps and stuff like that on xbox like it's just inevitable and, and that is something that sony's kind of taken issue with to where they said call of duty it's its own genre Call of Duty is a franchise that people make their decision on what console they buy based on, you know, where Call of Duty is or where Call of Duty might have an advantage. And they think it's unfair that Xbox could potentially just put it on Game Pass Day 1 or make it exclusive. And that's where they have a problem with it. My rebuttal to that is basically... You can't say that when you had like a 10 year uh, DLC first exclusivity deal with Activision Blizzard for Call of Duty. You can't really then call out Xbox on potentially, you know, doing Game Pass deals or doing whatever they can to potentially have some sort of exclusivity with right. you can't, Xbox. You, you can't cry because Microsoft chose to buy the entire company and you didn't which is fine if you didn't want them but now you can't say like well you can't like having that stuff early or free is not fair and microsoft's like you just had it like 
like that was again like one of the like one of the the pros that PlayStation 4 had is that they got the Call of Duty deal when that when it mm-hmm. was launching you know that was and, huge. and yeah like that was and then the competitive like when when all the Call of Duty competitive leagues were happening they were playing it on PS4s like it was a way to establish like you just you you, you went from constantly seeing the Xbox 360 logo to now constantly seeing the PS4 logo and that yep. mattered like that market share mattered and like obviously it matters enough that to Microsoft to to do what they're doing um, and to you know to buy the company and they just felt it was easier to buy and outright purchase the company like we know that Warzone 2 is not going to be Xbox console only or, or PC yeah. you know like it's a free to play game like it's it's this huge vast thing Sony's doing something kind of similar with Bungie we don't know what the long term effects of that are going to be we don't know what the long term effects of the Microsoft Activision are thing are going to be I think if we get more like if you know for whatever reason if a sub studio within the Microsoft division gets to work on a Call of Duty game like maybe we don't see Call of Duty campaigns from you know Call of Duty Modern Warfare going forward but maybe we see Call of Duty you know, another a, a, an alternative take on World War Two, and it's a it's just a campaign. It doesn't have any multiplayer. That's the kind of stuff that they're going to pump to Game Pass. Yeah, and to be fair, like I totally understand PlayStation's stance on this because they have to have this stance because they are trying to sell consoles. So of course they have to come out and they have to be like, this could hurt our business because you know the the the, the governments are asking is this going to hurt you? And PlayStation's like, yes, potentially it's going to hurt us. Uh, and uh, so both, both sides definitely have a case for like Xbox being like, don't worry. This is going to help us greatly, but we're not going to be dicks about it. Uh, but at the same side, it's like, but you could be a dick. And that's why, you know, people are worried about this acquisition. Mm-hmm. And, PlayStation is just trying to protect protect their business as well because they know how big Call of Duty is. It's just kind of funny seeing them being like, "Yeah, but if they pull some exclusive shit, that could hurt us." It's like, well, then let Square put Final Fantasy 16 on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like figure you know, yeah. like there's it, it happens all the time. Like Deathloop was exclusive for a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's still not on, uh, you know, Game Pass. And that's it's not on we'll Xbox. get to this. Yeah, so it's not an Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> and that's we'll get to this. Uh, this is all related to basically them trading like insults and like not necessarily insults, but like just trading blows over in Brazil. Xbox came out and claimed that Sony is making deals that are blocking developers from releasing their games on Game Pass. It wasn't detailed in terms of are they talking about games that PlayStation helps fund with third-party partners that, you know, could become third-party, you know, like other platforms after a certain amount of time, or if they're talking about new deals that are being made with PlayStation Plus uh, premium and extra. So, But Xbox is coming out being like, they're blocking us from doing business potentially. So There are two scenarios in this situation that I'm okay with. If if Sony or PlayStation, whomever, is paying for part of the development of a game, and in part of that development deal, they're like, you cannot put this on other subscription services. Like, you cannot allow this to go free on the Epic Game Store. You can sell it on the Epic Game Store. You can sell it on Steam. You know, like, but we'll we, take our cut. <laughs> yeah, um, but you you cannot like you cannot sign a deal with Epic or sign a deal with Microsoft to to release this game on. It, it, 
in a subscription base or free free stance at all or if again they're coming to like they're coming to sony for like, to help publish it not even to develop it but to help publish it they're signing a deal mm-hmm. that sony would publish it for them like they used to do with a ton of the indie games for a long time those two scenarios i'm 100 percent fine with mm-hmm. what i'm not fine with is like the the rumors and stuff that we've heard of like how to get your game like on the front page of the store like you have to pay a certain amount of money and you know yeah. like we've heard that before i'm not going to get into details of what the exact is i don't want to misquote anything or missay anything but it sounds like there've been a couple hoops you need to jump through just to get sony to advertise your game on their storefronts um mm-hmm. if the problem that i would have is that if somebody if an independent developer comes to sony and says hey like what would it take to get it on the storefront oh it's going to cost this much money and you're not allowed to to sign a, a game pass deal i that i don't like like there's yeah, no and the, and there's the- no that that's a that's a dig and that's a block um, because we've heard that, you know, some of these Xbox Game, game Pass deals, we get it out six, eight, ten months in advance for developers and it allows them to make the game or to make the game mm-hmm. better. And they use the funds and the money ahead of time and do it versus, you know, and again, same thing. Like if Sony is helping the development of the game, helping the publishment of the game, then then you can say, hey, for the first 18 months, this can't be on any other subscription services. Like 100%. But if they're sitting mm-hmm. there saying, oh, if you want us to actually like help you sell copies of this game, you can't put it on a subscription service. I, mean, I don't like it, that. If you want to be in our summer deal thing yeah. and be a featured spot. And that's the problem is like, Xbox, they they put this out there. Uh, I forget exactly how they put it out there, but I think it's all to deal with like the the regulation uh, stuff that they're going through right now. It was too vague in terms of like, what do you mean Sony's blocking stuff from Game Pass? Like, there's so many different scenarios that it could be okay and it could not be okay. Like, uh, Ken, but- Kenna Bridge of Spirits probably wouldn't have came out without Sony helping. Exactly. Yeah. And so you could see Sony being like, do not put this on Game Pass or right. do not tell people you're going to put this on Game Pass until a certain amount of time. So Xbox is a little too vague in terms of like what this could have what this actually means, because there are like a dozen scenarios where this is OK mm-hmm. and there's a dozen scenarios where it's not OK. And also, I feel like if, if Sony was really going to do it, they should have done it with MLB The Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one I I feel like uh, they got strong armed into that one, yeah. and and that could be why these Xbox these parameters exist now. So yeah, because because they didn't want to end up in that scenario again, especially when they're working with. I know they just acquired Haven, but before they acquired Haven, they were probably like, "Hey, we're gonna fund this game. Don't you dare put this on." Yeah. Game Pass or uh, the sometimes or, always or, monsters or maybe or you know like maybe there was rumblings about like hey like Microsoft's gonna give us this much money, Sony's like well we don't really want to give you that much money or you know we don't want to upfront you that much money uh, like and then they said well if we're gonna do that then we might as well just buy you, you know like like mm-hmm. that could have been a scenario of something like that and if they buy them they could definitely tell them not to put on Game Pass <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like uh, this. It, this sounds bad, but it, you know, like we've seen paid for exclusive content before. You know, p- timed exclusives, early access exclusives, like all that stuff that's been paid for. Like we've seen it with Tomb Raider on Xbox side years ago. We've seen it with you know Death Loop just recently, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo even more recently. Um, mm-hmm. So like this, this, this happens, and this is okay. This is business. 
but again if they're being like if you want to show up correctly in a search field you can't put your game on game pass if they're being yeah. dicky like that that's not cool yeah and, and you know we we see it all the time i mean we wouldn't have gotten that last tomb raider trilogy if microsoft didn't upfront the money for some mm-hmm. exclusivity so we, we wouldn't we have got see street fighter 5 if sony didn't help yeah. him you know like exactly and, so like the, like that's okay you know like that that's those those are all things that are that are good and 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 part of business and and you know going back and forth and doing business um like those are fine um it's just if it gets kind of shady and dark then i don't think it's fine from either company like if microsoft's saying you can't put it on ps plus if we sign a if you sign a you know a publishing deal with us or whatever like i don't i don't you know well well, yeah and I do want to actually look at a list of side-by-side just to see how many games are on both services because I think both all the Yakuza games are on both services now. So Sega's getting paid well on that. So I'm wondering when we'll start seeing like, oh, this left Game Pass, but it just popped up on PlayStation Premium mm-hmm. and we start seeing some of that I think it just kind of happened with like Marvel's around. Avengers more recently, right? Left Game Pass or it came to Game Pass, Left Plus? I don't know. I think, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, we'll start seeing that. I just realized we probably confused any fanboys listening because this whole news section, we were like either pro Xbox or pro PlayStation in different well, aspects it, of this. Because both, it, it, both of us, we're, we're pro business. No, the, no, no. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. Pro to proper like, business. Mm-hmm. It's where we can definitely see both sides of all these scenarios of like, you know, they're, they're two companies trying to turn a profit and trying to protect their IP, their, their brand. And, it's just funny because this level of almost pettiness I haven't seen since the PS3 360 days. And it seems to only be coming out in this part of the world because mm-hmm. it's where the current uh, like arbitration and reviews are happening. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is the most we're going to see of this because I, I believe we are still like maybe a month out from the deal closing. And then it's just going to be a thing that exists that we don't really even notice anymore yeah until you know like the next spyro game is xbox exclusive then then we'll notice but you know call duty safe right and we'll see what happens like i i I feel like playstation now has to kind of come out and be like well we don't block people from going on game pass but if we fund your game i don't think they should say anything it depends if this goes any further. Yeah. Because it seems like right this, this now, ar- right now where it is, I don't think they need to say anything. Yeah. But but eventually they they could have to as this continues and both sides kind of like trade yeah. information. They might have to like either they will come out and say something or a developer will privately reach out to like Bloomberg or something yeah, and be like, Shriner. "Yep, totally made me yeah, totally yeah. made me sign some paperwork." Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that, uh, especially as PlayStation Plus premium and extra evolves like, and grows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is the first in a couple of weeks that we don't appear to have anything that's been delayed. I mean, we didn't really put Hogwarts Legacy on here. Technically, that's been delayed, but <laughs> but it never yeah, really had yeah. a date. We, <laughs> so it like, gets Yeah, weird. I'm trying to stay away from those. Yeah. So, but yeah, Hogwarts Legacy is pushed into February. The more intriguing part is I didn't a I didn't realize it was coming to Switch, and b it's not coming to Switch in February. It's coming to Switch later. And if you're anybody that's a Hogwarts fan, Chandler is a friend of the show. He got to announce the release date. That's cool. So, 
I thought that was kind of cool. Chandler Wood, the community manager for them. So, all right. Uh, so what we're playing and watching. So for me, uh, my playing is very bleak. Um, not really much of anything. Uh, like I said, because I've had so much stuff going on at work. Uh, watching. Um, I took or Owen. We we took Owen on Sunday for his seventh birthday to see the League of Super Pets. Um, so that was actually pretty good. Um, mm. as as a you know as a kids movie and with enough adult entertainment in it as usual. So I was pretty impressed with that. I feel like Dwayne Johnson did a good job voicing. You know, it was fine. Uh, mm. It had you know it, it had some of the pacing issues, but like Owen really enjoyed it. So if you have a kid that's you know like six, seven, eight, nine, like they'll probably enjoy it. Um, I think it's coming to HBO Max probably pretty soon, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, it might be one of the last 45-day window movies because yeah. they, they are ending that soon, but I don't think yeah. they're ending that just yet. Um, I, th- I think I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's a movie that came out on Paramount Plus uh, this week, uh, Secret Hideout with Owen Wilson, another kids movie. Yeah, we were trying to spend some time with Owen, kids-oriented movie where the dad's like a superhero and the, and the son discovers his like hidden layer, his hidden layer. <laughs> and um so definitely some interesting stuff in there as they're exploring the uh the his big entire like bat cave looking thing that he has um i wa i think i talked about it a little bit last week but we watched uh like the hard knocks for the lions on hbo <laughs> yeah um so that's that's pretty good again even if you're not a huge football fan i think you should check that out um and i think that is it i started watching like major league last night again because i just wanted to watch it i think i kind of fell asleep watching that um i've kind of just been we've been just kind of watching just some you know some junk movies and stuff like that just because uh, angela and i are just like pretty tired so it's more like it's on if we fall asleep watching it if we don't fully pay attention to it so be it um starting to there's you know starting to pay a little bit more attention to fantasy football i do have a a league that i've been with some guys in for four years so i'm starting to try to get you know I don't need to be like super prepared and I don't need to do like pluses and minuses and pros and cons. Like I have a, a decent idea of what I'm doing, but I'm starting to pay attention to a little bit more of that. I've, you know, two of the four years that I've been in the league, I actually have been fortunate enough to win the league. So that's always fun. I might live stream that draft. If you, if you guys have any interest in that, when we do that draft on a Sunday evening or something, I might live stream that I've live streamed a fantasy draft a years ago back in the PS nation days. And that seemed to, to do okay. Some people seem to have a little bit of fun with that. So, um, mostly because I think you guys would just be super entertained by the group of guys that I play fantasy football with. They're a bunch of gamers spread out of, across the country. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for playing and watching for me. I need to start Dante's Inferno. I have downloaded it, and I just need to have the energy for it. Um, there's a big Destiny showcase next week uh, on the 23rd. Um, and then the new season for Destiny is next week on the 23rd as well with another raid coming. So the 26th, uh, tentatively, um, is day one raid for that. So I would I would plan on streaming that as well. It's a it's an old Destiny 1 raid. I don't know which raid it's going to be yet. We'll find out on the 23rd. So, And then the raid's on the 26th. So that's where we're at with that. So. Uh, for me, the only thing I've been playing is Rumbleverse. So this is the... I wanted to check that out. It's pretty fun. So this mm-hmm. is the wrestling battle royale from iron galaxy and epic games uh it's playstation pc i want to say xbox with crossplay and all that stuff this is i i believe it caps it like 40 players but 45, it's your tra- yeah 45 yeah. yeah it's your traditional battle royale where everyone drops into a map and the map gets smaller and smaller uh, but this is wrestling themed, so it's all melee combat all this the costumes is iron, this is iron galaxy adam boy studio by the way 
yeah, the people dive kick killer instinct yeah. uh, and porthouse extraordinaire and, and uh, free to play. I think you said free to play, but yeah, I'm just yeah free, free to play. play. Yeah, it, this is, you know, all the cosmetics are wrestling themed. All the moves you're doing are wrestling moves. So it's kind of right down my alley uh, in terms of like some of the Easter eggs and like knowing what moves are called that that it, it has all that uh, built into it. Very vibrant, cartoony art style and music definitely is going for that like Fortnite Fall Guys sort of like combination. And I'm enjoying it because matches don't last too long. The world map isn't crazy big, so you get in and out of matches when matchmaking is working relatively easy. Uh, mm -hmm. They definitely seem to struggle with their own success uh, during launch week to where matchmaking was pretty atrocious uh, all the way through Monday. And then they did some server work and it worked pretty well where I was able to get into matches after like waiting a minute or two, as opposed to over the weekend where I was waiting five minutes sometimes to get Oof. into a match. But uh, the gameplay all melee focused and around the map is... Uh, crates that you bust open and they can have either boosts uh you know so you can have power boost stamina boost or health boosts and you can uh, have a certain amount of those equipped at one time it's basically like drinks that you you take um i would assume it's call back to steroids in wrestling uh and you just chug these different drinks and you can only uh drink so many of them so you can kind of build your character out that way in terms of like, do you want more HP or do you want more power and how you're going to like approach enemies based yeah. on essentially how much damage are you going to deal and how much damage are you going to take? Exactly. So yeah. it's a, it's a fine balance uh, to where early on I'm like, you know what? I want HP and I want stamina so I can take some damage, but I also can run the fuck away and maybe pick at someone because the it's very simple control. You just have like a melee and then you have like a grapple uh, button and the grapples do more damage, but they take a lot of stamina. So what I've been doing is I've just been kind of punching people, running away, punching them, running away, just going back and forth, back and forth and just chipping away at people. And that seems to be pretty successful for me. I haven't won a game, but I finished top five a couple times and enjoying that dynamic uh also in these crates are moves that your character can learn and the moves can be very basic stuff but they also could be what they call vicious attacks which is that your your grapple so you can get more powerful moves uh based on you finding the moves in the world reading them and adding them to your repertoire do they stay in your repertoire after that match is over or you have to find them again every match you have to find them again every match, but okay. in reality, as far as I can tell, I'm, I, I, someone could correct me if I'm wrong. It, it feels like you're mostly just getting, like your your vicious, your grapple does a lot of damage already, and you can get them to do a little bit more damage. But in reality, when you're finding these new moves, you're just finding different like animations your character can do. Okay. Uh, but you're not at a disadvantage of like, oh, you have a vicious choke slam, but that, I have that, a vicious. Yeah, but it takes six buttons to execute it, you know. You know, in terms of like just how much damage they do, to where it's just okay. like, 
I have a vicious suplex, but you have vicious choke slam. But I don't think either one of us has more of an advantage based on a different yeah, move. A, a, a vicious is a vicious is a vicious. So. Exactly. Uh, okay. So it's That's just cool. more of just like you find something, and you're just like, oh, I like the way this looks, so I'm going to yeah. look for this move. Well, uh, yeah, it's it also like it, you're talking about a random number generation game, essentially, where like, oh, I open this crate, and it's like, oh, I got lucky and won the lottery this match. I have instant win card. Like, that's not fun for the other players. And, and, and yeah, and that's what like, they took an account to where it's just like, oh, cool, I got a choke slam this round, but I'm not like upset that I didn't get it the last round. Uh, they built the world pretty, pretty nice in terms of like, if you jump on a car, it's basically like a springboard. Uh, you can climb up buildings, but that'll take stamina. So you have to pay attention to your stamina because you're not just going to lift a player after you climbed up a building. You're going to have to stop for a couple seconds and regain stamina. Uh, but they, they definitely added different aspects of wrestling into the environment to where you'll just go into an area and it's like a gazebo, but it's built like a wrestling ring. Uh, mm. And you can bounce off different sides of it, uh, jump off objects, bounce off objects. Uh, jump off a building and do an elbow drop for like maximum damage to where, you know, uh, early on you saw a lot of people just climbing to the highest building and then just dropping elbows to anyone that's under them to do a crazy amount of damage. So there's a lot of like chaotic fun in this game. Will it last? Will it be the next big thing? I don't know. I hope people didn't give up on this game because of the really bad opening weekend yeah free to play and launch is always so important like you gotta nail it like apex nailed it years ago and we saw what they did for six eight nine months straight fortnite's mm -hmm. obviously been able to nail it but like you know i mean i think maybe multiverse is that what it's called the other one multiverse multiverses uh multiverses is you know done a little bit of the beta and early access stuff before they go live Rumbleverse had that, but not to this extent of where like yeah. they were getting uh, multiverses was getting like what ten million players on it before it even yeah really and then released and then Rumbleverse was only doing beta weekends yeah as opposed to multiverses which has been in beta for like I want to say last like two months uh, and people have just been able to play it continuously that ultimately could probably hurt Rumbleverse of just like bad timing in terms yeah. of like multiverses is really hot season one just started. I want to say today and, you know, people are data mining like, oh, look at all these characters that are coming. They just announced, you know, Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins uh, and Rumbleverse. Uh, it, while fun, I don't know if it needs it do, anything extra. It, it doesn't extra. have another character. To, to, it doesn't have an, a, a, a licensed character to draw you in. Like they're they're 100% going to do suit, you know, like cosmetic crossovers with stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a degeneration x crossover eventually if wwe we, we, lets them do stuff and like they'll do a bunch of cool stuff like that like fall guys has been doing but versus um multiverses that that's using nostalgia characters yeah physical like, characters versus nostalgia cosmetic yeah because when you look at rumble versus or rumble verse uh i should say that's the problem is there's too many games like verse and versus yeah. in the title yep. uh but rumble verse it, it because it's so focused on wrestling, they're limiting themselves to wrestling, and that could hurt them in the long run. As opposed to multiverses, where people data mine that like, uh, who who they just data mine that like the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz is going right. to be in the game, and Beetlejuice, to where that's who that's what multiverses gets to play with. They get to go super nostalgic. They could grab new characters. And then when you look at Rumbleverse, it's just like, okay, 
they probably really need to get a WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling deal in place just to give it like a little bit of a spark. Or just try and find something to attach itself to it. Because while I think the gameplay is super fun, the competition is really hard right now. It's yeah. really tough out there for it's a not It's player. not Fall Guys. Like, everybody can play and kind of push your way forward and have fun. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of strategy. Like, I my first couple games, I was just getting my ass kicked. And I was just like, man, I don't know about this game. Until I finally figured it out. And I was like, okay, this game's can... This game yeah, but is you, fun. You as a competitive person and somebody that enjoys to play video games would will continue to do that in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth match. Somebody might tap out after 4 and be like, F it, I can't do it. Yeah, no, and, and that's something that uh, hopefully they'll, they'll bid it. There was a tutorial. I, I skipped the tutorial because I played it, the beta or the alpha that was a couple months ago. Um, so I, I need to get in there just to see, like, how is that tutorial, like, how would it be for someone who hasn't played this game before? you know the the first the first time they they jump into it yeah. uh but it looks promising like after we're done recording i'm probably gonna hop on try and do a couple matches hope the matchmaking holds up like it did yesterday and go from there uh but that's pretty much it it was sarah's uh birthday this past weekend uh so we ended up uh going with on a like a mini trip with her family do sarah and owen share a birthday uh 14 yeah i think no, we, they do, yeah. yeah we i think we forgot but realize that every time yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, we ended up uh, just doing like a family uh, trip with her family, and then we went to Six Flags oh, nice. uh, and did some roller coasters. Uh, before anyone messages me, we we avoided the Six Flags stuff that happened Sunday. We went earlier in the weekend, uh, but yeah, uh, Six Flags was pretty fun. I'm not a big roller coaster person, but she likes roller coasters, so I'll go on roller coasters for her. I think we're gonna have to take uh, and, me, you, her, and Ange are gonna have to go to Cedar Point one day. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I they have really good roller coasters there, so I'd mm-hmm. have to build up the courage for, yeah. for that. Well, if I go on it, you have to go on it because I'm an old man, so you have to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so is that it for playing and watching? Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, uh, two couple quick questions. Uh, the first one is for you. It's from Darren Curtis. Hi, MJC. I was wondering what level you got to in Elden Ring. I'm going through it, and I'm, I'm level 86, and it's still low. I think I tapped out around level 55 and I made it to the Academy, which I believe I was over leveled for the Academy, but it was still difficult as hell. And around the Academy is where I figured out that like I, the thing that, that I love about Elden Ring is exploring the world, not interacting with the bosses. (laughs) Uh, And luckily for the most part, Elden Ring doesn't gatekeep you out of most of the game if you don't hit specific bosses you can just continue to explore uh so i need to get back to elden ring i don't think i'll ever finish that game but i put about 60 or 70 hours into it to get to like level 55 or 60 wherever i'm at and i think the academy's only like one fourth of the way through the game one third of the way through the game so uh elden ring could be a forever game for me that uh if I get the motivation, I'll hop back in, put 50 hours in, and maybe hit the halfway point. Right. So. All right. And then Stefan Wren writes, uh, what is your favorite Star Wars film or TV show and why? Um, 
mine is probably going to be Mandalorian. I just enjoyed it the most. Um, you know, I have good memories of watching it with Ange. Um, that was kind of like the, one of the first things that came to Disney Plus that was like must-see Wednesdays or must-see Fridays. We were trying to watch it, not be spoiled by it online. Um, I like Star Wars, but the movie story arc does not intrigue me anymore. Um, Obi-Wan is probably a close second at this point in time just because it was kind of giving me more information on Anakin at that time, which I thought was really cool. So that would be probably be like my one and two right now. Yeah, for me, I've seen pretty much all the Star Wars stuff except for the last, the last film in the last trilogy. And then I haven't seen Boba Fett or Obi-Wan. Uh, I don't think I haven't Star seen Wars, Boba Fett either. So. Yeah, I don't think Star Wars is that good overall. Uh, I, which I know is blasphemous to a lot of people, but I did like The Mandalorian a lot because it was pretty standalone. You don't really need anything else for it because uh, I feel like it's really hard, hard to go back to the original trilogy. Those those movies yeah. are old movies. Everybody um, says they're never going to do four, five, and they're never going to redo four, five, and six, and I kind of want them to. I I I think it would be horrible if they tried because the fan base. You would have to wait till most of those fans are dead. <laughs> uh, before you try touching those movies, but like, to, for me, like I didn't, wa- I didn't watch the original trilogy when I was a kid. I watched them when I was like in my early twenties, so they weren't as impressive as they could have been. And then I, I think I watched the pre- yeah, I watched the prequels before I watched the original trilogy, um, and I found those movies boring. Then I went to the prequels, was like, this is old, and then the new trilogy i felt was trying way too hard to mimic and capture to make everybody happy yeah yeah and it it just tried too hard to be like you remember this from the original trilogy well we did it again with a different character uh i did like rogue one rogue one was a really Mm -hmm. good movie and i think that's how they should be expanding the show on they're supposed to be expanding a a disney plus show on the rogue one storyline too i believe Yes, yeah, uh, they're going to bring some characters uh, from that movie back. Well, spoilers, everyone died in that movie. So it's like a prequel to that movie, The movie, yeah. Yeah, Uh, so I'd probably end up watching that because I did like Rogue One. But I also liked Rogue One because it was its own contained experience uh, that uh, worked really well, even if you didn't watch... Even if you I didn't think, know what its place yeah, took in the main, I think the biggest you know, problem story. that Star Star Wars has is the time frames. Obviously, because like you see some really cool, whether you like Episode Four, Five, and Six, or you don't, like you all of a sudden now you're watching stuff with Darth Vader as like a teenager, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader as a teenager, and they're doing some really great character development with the character and and fleshing it out. And then you go and want to see like how it plateaus and stuff, and you go like to your point, you go back like thirty years when you're watching something. Like, so now it's like mm-hmm. if you, if you try to watch anything in actual timeline order, like you're watching something from 2020, and then you're watching something from you know 1995, and then you're watching something from 2007, and then you're watching something from 77. And <laughs> and and that's where I think like eventually I think Star Wars needs to be like you know what we're done with Skywalker. Yeah, we have an entire galaxy with interesting worlds and characters and alien races. Maybe let's not do a Skywalker thing. You can hint, everything... you can hint about him and have whispers about him going on in the background yeah. or little Easter eggs about the family. But I want to know more about 
this specific planet or something yeah. which is why i think fallen order did so well for some people because as far as i know that was like unrelated to all the other things it was just in universe yeah and it wasn't directly like oh luke's gonna pop up any minute now or right. you know some random character uh though i didn't play i fall in order might have like a darth vader moment or something i don't know but as far as i know it doesn't uh, and i think that's what made that successful and i want them to do that in star wars you have a whole galaxy to play with mm-hmm. lay off the one family that's it all right so uh that is our show for this week uh, a little shorter uh like we said uh you can follow us on twitter at digital days pod you can follow michael at the first mjc you can follow myself at good dave hunt our Patreon, Facebook, and Discord links are all in the show notes, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Following us on YouTube and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff is free. Sharing the show to to your friends is free. Uh, if you want to, you know, give us some, you know, monetization somehow, any way you choose, whether it's buying a T-shirt, supporting us on Patreon, or you already support us on Patreon, or following or you know subscribing to us on Twitch, any of that stuff is optional, uh, never required. Uh, there's a you know a couple different tiers in there for Patreon if you choose to to, to financially support us that way. So, um, other than that, I think that's all I have. So I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.